0: Welcome to this episode of BCEN and Friends, as today we meet our BCEN friend, Kevin McFarland. Kevin is the host of the podcast, Art of Emergency Nursing. This popular podcast incorporates the expertise of Kevin and his colleagues in education, leadership, and clinical nursing to bring experience and perspective to the emergency nursing community. In his full-time role, he is a professional development specialist for a multi-hospital system in Texas. His focus there is emergency nursing and leadership development. Hear Kevin tell us about the patient that made a significant impact on his life and how he got into emergency nursing and other things that you never knew about Kevin. Today, J.D. Shoemaker and Mark Eggers will be taking Kevin out of his role of podcast host and making him our podcast, B-C-E-N Friend. So let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to B-C-E-N and Friend's podcast where we hold interesting conversations about learning with a range of thought leaders, BCEN certification holders and industry professionals. But most importantly, to create value and insight for you, our professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. We hope you find our discussions interesting, informative, sometimes funny, sometimes serious, but always valuable. I'm Mark Eggers, Manager of Education Technology Services at BCEN and one of your hosts for today. I'm joined by my co-host, Jenny Shoemaker, CEO at BCN. Hello, Janie.
0: Hello, Mark.
1: So Janie, on this episode of BCN and Friends, we have Kevin McFarlane, who also hosts his own podcast that we'll talk about a little bit later during the show. But for now, could you please tell us a little bit about BCN friend Kevin?
0: Yes, I'd be happy to, Mark. Thank you. As you said, Kevin McFarlane is the host of the podcast, Art of Emergency Nursing. This popular podcast incorporates the expertise of Kevin and his colleagues in education, leadership, and clinical nursing to bring experience and perspective to the emergency nursing community. In his full-time role, he's a professional development specialist for a multi-hospital system in Texas. His focus there is emergency nursing and leadership development. Sounds very busy. Welcome, Kevin. We're so glad to have you.
2: I am super thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. Um, So Kevin, we're going to start off. We've got some great things to talk to you about um, on this podcast, but first we'd really just love to hear more about you. So tell us um, about yourself and your career and how you got into emergency nursing.
2: All right. So I, uh, I'm thrilled to be an ER nurse. Um, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, no matter what I did in nursing, I always called myself an emergency nurse. So it's kind of funny, even when I was doing maybe not as emergency stuff, I still called myself an emergency nurse. Um, I, I started my nursing journey. Um, when I was probably in my late twenties, I was working at a manufacturing plant and I hated it. I was just like, I can't do this. I want to do something different. Thought I wanted to maybe get into healthcare and, uh, I, I thought I wanted to be a radiology tech. That was my original thought. I was like, I'm gonna go be a radiology tech. So I went and volunteered at the hospital to learn about being a radiology tech. And I realized it was so boring. It was the worst. And like you were literally watching paper dry. Um, back when we had, you know, film. We were watching the film dry. And but what I did realize is I realized that every time we went to the emergency department to do a portable x-ray. That place was hopping it was hopping it was crazy there was always something going on and uh i was like hmm that'd be kind of cool and i i talked to one of the technicians there and uh i happened to ask myself so what do you do here and he's like oh i'm a tech here and i was like oh okay how do you get that job he goes well you got to be an emt and like awesome i'm an emt he's like hey to have you know this level of emt yeah and you can apply here and, yeah, it's a fun place. We get to do a lot of cool things and we get to see a lot. And I was like, that sounds kind of fun. Uh, So I I decided to go get that second level of EMT training and applied for a hospital and uh, started in one hospital, worked there for a little while. And then eventually made myself, made my way back to the trauma center um, where where I was volunteering and ended up getting a job there as an ER tech. And I fell in love with the ER. Um, I, from the, from the first day I was in the emergency department, I knew I found my people. Like I realized, I was like, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, um, more so than I, than I had ever anywhere before. And, um, and that was exciting for me. I was like, I could see myself doing this for a really long time. So, uh, and then eventually I, I decided it was time to become a nurse and became a nurse. And I haven't looked back. I've never, ever regretted becoming a nurse It's the best, one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um and I still love it. So
0: that's awesome. So yeah. um you've been at it for a while. Um we, we don't have to say how long because we don't really need to age ourselves or that's anything right. like right. that. Not that I'm saying that you're nothing but you a old, young person. You? Yeah, but okay. so um I I always love to talk to fellow nurses about what patient? Is there a patient that stands out in your mind somewhere along the way, Kevin, that made a significant impact on you? Or, um, you know, and just really you think about that person or that patient or that, you know, the patient's family. Is there something that you could talk about with our listeners that you could talk about a, a, a patient that that really just still to this day stands out in your head?
2: Gosh, there, <clears throat> there really are so many. And one of the things I, I say all the time on the podcast is, you know, I, I always ask stories about patients that they've, people have cared for. And I always say that there's thousands of patients that you take care of, but, but you know, maybe a hundred or so that you're going to absolutely never forget. And the one of the ones I, I never forgot ever was before I was a nurse. Um, when I was there volunteering at, in x-ray, um, we went and did a portable x-ray in the resuscitation room uh, at the hospital. We went there to do the, the portable chest x-ray. The <clears throat> x-ray tech was getting ready to do an x-ray on this guy. And he goes, I'm going to have you gown up in the leg gown and hold this guy up because he's having a hard time sitting up on his own. So I was like, sure, it's fine. So I gown up, put on the leg gown and go stand next to this guy. And I got him up just a little bit so he can get the film plate behind him. And we shot the film and I, he goes, okay, sir, take a deep breath. And the guy goes, and then just stopped breathing. And I was like, uh, I was like, "Hey, Bill." I was like, "Hey, Bill." I don't think this guy's breathing. And he's like, "Well, did you tell him to exhale?" And I'm like, "Well, duh." Well, I mean, I go, "No, really, he's not breathing." And he's like, "Huh?" And he looks over and he's like, "Oh, yeah." So he, he calls the resuscitation team back into the room because, of course, they stepped out because of the X-ray. They come back in and they, you know, they were saying, "Well, you know, this guy's DNR, so let's let's check, let's check, make sure he really doesn't have a pulse." Sure enough, he did not have a pulse, and but he was a DNR, and they checked with his wife to make sure that 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 was what she wanted and what he wanted, and it indeed was, and it was what he wanted to do, and and then I realized that they weren't really doing much, and I didn't really, I think, under fully understand the the concept of DNR and what it meant and what it didn't mean, and and I remember thinking to myself, why aren't they doing anything? Like they're they're like, okay, well, let's uh, let's kind of get some things and see what's going on. And, and they, they seemed unrushed. They seemed unhurried un you know, they weren't scrambling like I would be if I'm, you know, just found a a guy who wasn't breathing and didn't have a pulse. And uh, sure enough, uh, they, they said, well, he's a DNR. So we're going to let him go. So um, they brought in the wife and the wife was there. And she, you know, of course, I was super emotional and the family ended up coming in I was just kind of standing there like, wow, I don't even know what's going on here. And uh, you know, uh, Again, I had maybe I had the EMT class training by that time, but that's about it. And um and I remember the this doctor, his very kind doctor, goes, Wait a minute, you're a volunteer. What what are you doing here? <laughs> One, what are you doing here? And two, are you okay? Like, you just seen this guy die. Are you all right? And I'm like, I'm I'm good. I'm a little freaked out, not really sure what I just seen. And he goes, Well, let me let's talk about that, because here's why we didn't resuscitate this guy, because this was his wishes. His wishes were to not be resuscitated and uh so uh, he explained that to me and i was like okay i was familiar with dnr and now i knew what it meant um and i never i never forgot that i never forgot one how calm and cool the people in the er were while while someone was dying and they were like all right they weren't they weren't cold they weren't you know they were just calm and and work focused and um and i remember going that's cool that's that's the kind of nurse I would want to be. It's kind of healthcare provider I would want to be. Calm and cool in the in the storm. And uh, so I've never forgot that patient. That was the first person I seen die. Um, by far not the last, um, but the first person I seen die. And, and I remember, I remember it. I, I I can picture him in my head right now. So,
0: wow, that's kind of, kind of an experience. Yeah, I'm yeah. really glad to hear that you had that really kind physician that helped you debrief that because you know that that was your first experience with that and that could have uh, that could have been hard for you to process i'm glad that yeah. you took the time to to help you debrief and
2: yeah I, I think i was i think i was maybe 21 years old at the time and and you know yeah. not much for medical experience
0: yeah and um
2: yeah it was a little weird for me i was like this is kind of crazy like i'm like i was just touching a guy who wasn't breathing yeah um and he was and the doctor was exceedingly kind. He was so kind, and you know, the nurses were great, too. Everybody was great. Yeah. Um, and then even afterwards the 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 radiology tech who I was working with was like, "Dude, are you okay?" And I'm like, "I think I am." And I go, "I don't know if that, that makes me weird because i I feel okay, but I feel okay knowing that this guy didn't want to be resuscitated, and well he wasn't so
0: yeah his 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 wishes were meant. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it holds true that if something's going to happen, it happens in uh, radiology land.
2: Yeah, well, we weren't in radiology; we were actually in the ER. Oh, but you were boy, in the
0: ER. Oh, yeah, okay. we were
2: in the ER, but boy, uh, yeah, radiology is where people go to die yeah, and decompensate for sure. So, <laughs> true,
0: very true. Well, that's a that's a that's a great story, and that yeah. definitely has stuck with you.
2: Yeah, 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 it stuck with me for sure. So,
0: mm-hmm. all right.
1: Kevin, you have a podcast, a very successful podcast, in fact, and the title is The Art of Emergency Nursing. So how'd you get into that and what do you enjoy most about it? How'd you get into podcasting?
2: So when I was, um, when I was working doing that manufacturing job, um, I was working in, on the production line at uh, making cell phone parts. <clears throat> I worked all night. And what I realized was that you know, late night, and if, you, if you didn't want to listen to music, and I'm not a big music guy. Um, I listened to a lot of AM talk radio and I was like, listen, a lot of AM talk radio. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Kind of interesting. Listen to Art Bell all night. Right. You know, for people who remember, remember him. Um, And then not long after I was working there, I I discovered something called podcasts and I was like, these podcasts are really cool. And there wasn't many at the time. Um, There's a handful around like tech and productivity and stuff like that. And I found a handful of podcasts that I I really thought were entertaining. And I was like, this is a really entertaining show to listen to. And I thought that would be really cool. It'd be really cool to have one of those and do one of those. Never really thought much more about it. Um, And then years later, I kind of rediscovered podcasts again and said, oh, yeah, that'd be I was like, that'd be really cool. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a podcast. I I bought a microphone, bought a microphone. And then, you know, it's like, okay, realize I don't have any idea what to do with it um, and, you know, watched a bunch of YouTube videos. And I was like, let's see if I can figure this out. (laughs) Anyways, didn't end up doing anything with it at that time. And then, um, oh, I don't know, maybe a year later, um, a a fellow podcaster reached out to me and was asking about sharing her podcast on uh, a Facebook group that I run. And I was like, oh, you have an ER, an ER nursing podcast. That sounds really interesting. I was like, do, do people listen to that? And she's like, yeah, they do. It's awesome. And I was like, well, can I pick your brain a little bit? Cause I've always wanted to do that. And she was like, oh yeah, I'll answer whatever questions you need. <clears throat> if you don't know her, this is Nisa from uh, the keyword podcast. She's amazing. And her podcast is amazing. So I listened to her podcast and I was like, this is cool. This is, this is what I want to do this. So I, I picked her brain a little bit and said, how do you do it? What did you do? um and she goes here's what i would suggest to you she goes just record a couple episodes and see if you like to do it like it's a lot of work it's you know you gotta edit the podcast you gotta do all this stuff well, she's i'll record a couple episodes and see if you like it so i was like yeah i'm gonna try it so i had two ideas for podcasts one was around kind of leadership and management kind of stuff and one was around emergency nursing the two kind of specialties that i really enjoyed and uh in the er nursing one like as soon as i recorded the first episode i was like this is the podcast this is what i want to do um kind of the inspiration for my er podcast um actually came at a at, at one of the ena state and chapter leader meetings and i was sitting around a table was sitting around a table uh, at dinner time with nurses from all over all over texas nurses from all over texas i think there's some other people other people there, you know, someone from Pennsylvania, someone from New Jersey. Um, I forgot who else was there. There's a group group of us there. And as sometimes happens, we started telling ER nurse stories. We start kind of swapping stories and talking a little bit about cases we had. And then, of course, it becomes one of those. Well, you had one of those. Well, let me tell you about the one I had. Let me tell you about the one I had. And everyone's trying to kind of up each other. And you're like, oh, you think that's something. Let me tell you this. Uh, the, the way ER nurses sometimes do. And I, I just remember thinking to myself, if I could have plopped a microphone down right in the middle of the table, that would be the podcast I would listen to. That would be something I'd listen to. So ER nurses have the best stories. So I was like, that's going to be the podcast. So that's what it is. My, my podcast is about ER nurse stories. ER nurses telling stories of um, patients they've seen, things they've done, uh, patients that change the way they practice, and, and things they'll never forget. So, it's really a storytelling podcast. It's been a blast. It's been so much fun. That yeah, is neat. I
1: could, yeah, that would have been great to have a mic around the table here with all the stories. So, how do, how do you get your talent or how do you get your speakers? Just you're talking to somebody and say, Hey, would you like to do a podcast?
2: I am, I am I'm blessed to have a really great network through my, you know, through, through being involved with, you know, BCN, ENA, um, other, other organizations. i I've, I'm blessed that I have a huge network. I have a lot of friends. Um, and I just decided first I was going to start with people I know. So like the first five or six or seven or eight podcasts were truly just pe- people I worked with just, hey, Linda, come tell some stories because you have great stories. Hey, uh, uh, Emily, come tell some stories because you got great stories. And and then it kind of blossomed from there to where I started saying, OK, well, let's reach out to some of these thought leaders and some of these leaders in emergency nursing and then one of the things I always ask people is I always say, okay, who, well, who else should I interview? Who, who's got great stories? And everybody always says, oh, well, so-and-so's got great stories. And it's like, okay, well, tell so-and-so I'm going to call. And, and then I, I get the, you know, if I, if it's someone I don't know, which happens, then I, I a lot of times get a, a, a nice warm introduction from somebody else who says, hey, let's get a podcast with this guy, Kevin. It was so much fun. You're going to do it and you're going to love it. And people are like, awesome, let's do it. And and I just tell people it's gonna be just kind of you and I talking, and at some point someone's gonna to get to hear it. So I've been I've been lucky. I've gotten um, almost everybody I've asked to to do the podcast. Almost everybody has said yes. There's a couple that were like, "No, I'm good, thanks." Uh, but for the most part, most people are. You know, most people like telling stories, and if you're, um, and 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 a lot of times if you're a friend of a friend, even if it's not someone I know firsthand um and we become fast friends so
1: so it's as as you said you know you're a huge networker and you become very good at networking by from people from a friend to a friend or a friend who tells a friend who tells a friend etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. Okay. so how can the rest of us get to be better at doing this to get networking at it? how what's your recommendation for us to get better at doing this
2: gosh one one thing i'll tell you is is always think about um I, I I'm not a big fan of the term networking because sometimes it makes it seem kind of icky and seem like something kind of weird but the reality is 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 that's that's what we do it's what we do with our organizations that we do with people we we meet at conferences and stuff um, and I think that if you're if you're just genuinely curious about people and and talk to people and get to know people and always think how you could best serve that person um so if I'm talking to somebody and I go oh hey, you know what?" My friend, Janie, you, you would love to talk to her. You, you know, she's got, she's got the right information for you. you this is the person you got to talk to. Oh, you got to talk to my friend, Bob. He's fantastic. You're going to love him. You got to talk to, you know, Terry, he's going to, you know, he, he's got exactly the information you need and think how you might be able to help other folks and, and try to give more than you take. Um, And when you come ask him, it's, it's, it's usually a pretty easy ask. Gotcha. So, and and it, I was
1: thinking, as you do ask people sometimes, though, no, they, Sometimes like wow, I like to do a podcast, and I think about it, it's like, oh, I don't know. So uh, when people kind of are hesitant, uh, how do you make them feel comfortable? What do you tell them that makes them all of a sudden think, yeah, I'd like to do one?
2: I, you know, <clears throat> sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Sometimes it's hard to, and, and some people are one. Everybody hates the sound of their own voice. Like everyone's like, oh, I sound terrible, and you're like, so does everybody. Um, but we. One of the things I, I usually do is I usually just say, "Hey, it's just going to be you and me talking. We're just going to tell some stories." At some point, other people are going to get to hear that, and I try to I try to make it as personal um, as I can. Um, try to get to know them a little bit before we really start getting recording and uh, you know, start getting the kind of a, because some of the questions I ask are a little, you know, a little personal. You know, you're like, "Tell me about a time you made a mistake," and like nobody likes talking about times they made the mistakes. Um, but everybody likes teaching people, and everyone, a lot of people like teaching people, and trying to teach. You know, so maybe somebody else can learn from the mistake they made. I think that goes a really long way. Um, I've been really lucky. I've been really lucky that that folks are usually pretty willing to do it. Um, I've had a couple people who are a little hesitant, um, but for the most part, uh, people are usually pretty excited to do it. it. And and then I try to make it as fun as possible. Like I, I'm kind of a joker. I like to have a good time and. I keep it real casual, uh, keep it real casual and then ask a hard question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a very good point because if people, if they're comfortable, you know, many times you're just talking to somebody and you tell you these great stories and you think, we well, you'd be on a podcast. I don't know. Well, we'll do the same as we just did now. Let's just sit there, talk, record and see what's happening. All of a sudden they, they get comfortable and you get great information. So absolutely. Yeah. You are right.
2: There was, a, there was one person who was a little bit hesitant to do it. And I said, well, let's just get on. Let's just get on and talk a little bit first. And then we'll. we'll see what what happens so we just got to talking and i was like well i'm just gonna ask you a couple questions and they're like okay so we just kind of i just kind of eased into the questions and i'm still just kind of talking and having conversation and didn't make it feel like an interview just made it feel like a conversation and then she goes um so when are we gonna when are we gonna when are you gonna start asking some questions i was like "What?" Been talking for an hour, like I don't, I don't know what more you want. Uh, <laughs> and we got a great episode. We got a great episode. She told great stories. And sometimes, sometimes I get accused of, um, you know people say it sounds like you turned on the recording right in the middle of the, the conversation. And sometimes it's what I do. um You know, we're we're having a conversation. Some parts, you know, maybe not for everybody. And some parts, everybody needs to hear this story. And and a lot of times we'll just kind of ease into it. And then the next, you know, you're like, well, what? I, kept up way more of your time than you promised. So I'll let you go. And they're like, oh, did did you even get anything? And I'm like, oh yeah, I got gold. So it's been fun.
1: Good deal. Excellent. Super. Janie, what would you like to ask Kevin?
0: Well, Kevin, we heard a little bit a while ago about how your career got off to a start and your most, you know, one of your most memorable patient experiences. So thinking about other people that are just starting off their career and maybe they really want to be an emergency nurse or they are one, but they haven't been one very long. They're kind of just getting started. Maybe they've been in it for a couple of years, but they're just, you know, they're just kind of working their way into it. Um, What words of wisdom would you give those nurses that are starting out?
2: Gosh, I, the the words of wisdom I would give is, is. um, Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to try new things and. Um, ask lots of questions. I think the, the one thing that I, I was really lucky in my career, early in my career, I had wonderful mentors. I've had, I've had some amazing mentors at every position I've had, including the position I'm in now. I have mentors that, that mentor me now and will, you know, kind of help guide me when I need guidance. And, and then I get the opportunity to, to do some mentoring myself. Um, I say, ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid to try something. Don't be afraid to try something new. Um, a, lot of, a lot of ER nurses, I, I hear from a lot of students and a lot of, um, you know, soon to be grads or new grads where they say, well, you know, everybody tells me I shouldn't go to the ER straight away. And I'm like, okay, it's not for everybody. But if you know in your heart of hearts that you want to be an ER nurse, go be an ER nurse. Like if they would have made me go be a, a med surge nurse for two years before I went back down to the ER, I'm not sure I would have stayed in nursing. Like that just wasn't going to be me. Um, but, but I say, if you don't know, if you don't know, go do some med search and, and see if you can figure it out, see what specialty you, see what you gravitate to towards, what kind of patients get you excited when you're like, Ooh, a cardiac patient, or you're like, Ooh, cool. A broken bone. Um, <laughs> then you can kind of go, <laughs> or he's going, well, he's going, this guy's nuts. Um, uh, but, <laughs> but then you can, but then you can kind of go towards a specialty and, and you'll, you'll see a, enough, a wide variety of stuff to say, this is maybe the path I want to go. Yeah. Um, but, but don't be afraid to, to start in the ER. If you can, I'm, I'm always a big fan for doing it with the residency. If that's available to you, that's a, an awesome choice. Um, but I know plenty of nurses that started in the ER. I started in the ER. I turned out, I think, okay. Um, and, a, and a lot of people I know did. So yeah. is it for everybody? No, no, probably not for everybody. Oh, we have got a couple people come to the ER and they're like, yeah, not for me. And I was like, okay, great. I mean, you see my friends over at MedSurge.
0: Yeah. So. Well, so Kevin, you are a professional development system for a very large health system. So I have to make the assumption that lifelong learning, professional development is all very near and dear to you.
2: Totally overrated. Totally. So
0: yeah. No. Oh, is it? <laughs> so I am... Um, Wonder what you would say is Is it critical for nurses to be lifelong learners? What are your thoughts about that? i
2: think I think you have to be. I think that medicine's changing so fast. everything's changing so fast. This last year and a half of of covid has it's told us more than anything. I mean, we still don't know what we don't know. And I think the idea that you always constantly have to be learning. I learned something new all the time where I'm like, oh, huh, I had no idea. Nobody ever told me that. Or and, and it may have been something that like hey we didn't know that, um, but medicine's always changing and if you don't if you're not constantly learning, then it's like atrophy. It's like it's like having a muscle you're not using. It's gonna you're you're gonna lose it. Next thing you're gonna turn around and you're gonna be like gosh I don't even feel like a competent nurse anymore. Um, so you got to constantly be learning, constantly challenge yourself, um, set goals and go for those goals. Like it's super cool to see people and they're like oh. I got my goal. I made, you know, I, I did this class or did that class or I made this certification. That's the coolest thing ever. Like it's the coolest thing ever to see people go out and say, Hey, you know what? My goal is to get the certification and then they go and do it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So here comes the hard question now. All right. Nurses, All right. Are, <laughs> nurses are really busy. So how do they make time to get it done? How do I, how do I, I mean, it's exhausting, especially after what We've been through this last year, year and a half. They're existence, how do they then carve out time, turn their brain on to be receptive to learning? How do they do it? Where do they find the time and the energy?
2: Oh, that, that, is, that is the hard question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's something that everybody needs to kind of figure out for themselves is, is how, how am I going to fit this into my, my regular day? Um, I know plenty of people who are, you know, they work 40 plus hours a week. They have kids. They go home to kids. Go home to their wives, their their husbands, and and have very very busy lives. Um, but you got to make a little time. You got to got to carve out a little time whenever that is to study. So the last time I was studying for a certification, I I too had to kind of say, okay, let me let me figure out how I'm going to find the time to do this. Um, what I did was I said, okay, for for the next week, next two weeks, next three weeks, I'm going to get up early going I just kind of hit the books a little bit. It's quiet time. No one's up. Dogs are sleeping. Wife's sleeping. I'm good. I can sit down, study a little bit, and, um, and, and just kind of try to learn some stuff. Um, it's one of those things that I mean, a lot of people spend plenty, plenty of time on Netflix. And, and that time you spend on Netflix, you can turn off Netflix, get a good book, watch a review. I, and there's a million videos, million education videos on, on YouTube um yeah. but challenge your brain if you're not challenging your brain then you're, you're really doing yourself a disservice
0: yeah that's great advice thank you excellent thank you
1: kevin so kevin let's uh change gears a little bit here let's do what's called our rapid fire questions so what would you be doing if you weren't in nursing
2: oh that's a that's a tough question i you know i i originally thought i originally thought when I was growing up, I, I I knew I wanted to do something taking care of people, uh, but never really knew what it was going to be. Um, I found a lot of love for teaching. Um, I think if, if I wasn't a nurse, I would probably, I don't know, maybe be an EMT or a paramedic, uh, and probably, or, or, or maybe an educator. I mean, I still, education is what I love, whether I'm teaching nursing or teaching something else. Um, I think I probably would have found myself eventually drawn to um, an education role of some sort. Um, yeah, boy, that's kind of a scary thought to think of. Like, what would you do if you weren't nursing? I, like, I have a hard time with that one because nursing is what I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's okay. What about, what is your favorite movie?
2: Favorite movie? I have, I, I love movies. I love movies. I, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a nerd. I like all the, you know, all the Marvel stuff, um, sci-fi. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, you, you can't see it, but I got Star Wars stuff all over my my little studio here. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like if Star Wars is on, I watch it, uh, and and not even feel guilty about it. So uh, that's probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, the whole series, I, I like them all. So
1: you, you like the Mandalorian?
2: The oh, Mandalorian's awesome. What not it? Great show. I like, know. It feels so Star Wars. Yes. Like, it, it's so it, it just brings me right back to my childhood. I had all the action figures when I was a kid. Like, I love that stuff. I'm with you. So I'm
1: going to ask you another favor, which you didn't know was going to ask us. Food. What's your favorite kind of food? What do you like to eat? Is there anything like gold? Oh, I love oh, that kind of food.
2: Gosh, I I love all all things food.
1: So you like as, seafood? As, any food as, you see? Obviously, okay. that's
2: right. As, obviously, as if you looked at me, you'd see that. Um, I yeah you know, I'm in Texas now. I'm a Texas transplant. Uh, Sally Snow, you guys probably know Sally Snow. Sally Snow oh, yeah. says that that I'm not from Texas, but I got here as soon as I could. Um, and and in Texas, I I love the barbecue. Uh, there's so much good barbecue here. Um, but pretty much, I I like I I really miss what I miss from New Mexico is I miss New Mexican food. That's probably my favorite. Um, but I, I like good barbecue. Can't go wrong with pizza. If I'm in, if I'm in Chicago, I'm gonna go for pizza. For sure.
1: Food's good. Yes.
2: Yeah. Food's good. (laughs) Food's good. Yeah. The only only food I don't like is I'm not a big seafood guy. So, other than that, I'm pretty easy. I got you. I understand.
0: Cool. Um, So, Kevin, I know just from what I know about you, you're a pretty creative guy. I've seen you make some pretty cool t shirts and house things projects. So, but just just for our audience, what other hobbies or interests, you know, what do you do in your spare time, which I, aside from all these other things you do with nursing, your role, your job, your involvement in ENA, and all the other things, your podcasts, yeah. uh, what on earth are you doing uh, when you do get a minute?
2: There's the, Yeah, there's there's not much free, much free time after all that. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love spending time with my wife. Um, my wife is a, uh, a transplant recipient. She had a, a double lung transplant about oh i don't know uh let's see i have to edit this paradox i should know this um gosh she had a lung transplant i guess about four years ago wow um, or three years ago three years ago wow yeah, um had a double lung transplant so we i love spending time with her uh, she loves to exercise she makes me do it too uh spend some time with my dog and then and then we we've gotten this thing where we we learn to make t-shirts So we like to make T-shirts and different um, kind of creative things. So it keeps us busy.
0: Tell me about your dog. What kind of dog is this? And what's the dog's name?
2: We have, we have two dogs. dogs. We have a, we have a a Pekingese who's, who's blind and deaf and not super. uh, She's, she's still super cute. She gets around just fine, whether she's blind or deaf or not. Um, (laughs) So we have a little Pekingese and then we have a, a lab and our lab is a rescue and she is, all she wants to do is play ball. Like if we just go outside and play ball, she's just as happy as can be. She's usually underneath my desk while I'm podcasting. So occasionally you'll hear her on the podcast. Um, my wife says she just sleeps all day until I get home and she's excited. So yeah. Well, that's she's,
0: awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Dogs are, I love dogs. Dogs are i do,
0: You always have to hear about people's dogs. Um, Kevin, I imagine now that people, if people weren't familiar with you, they're going to want to follow you. So I know you've got um, about three places where people can do that. Tell us about those.
2: Yeah. So uh, people can follow me in a few different places. One, uh, definitely download the podcast, take a listen, tell me what you think. Um, uh, You can can find me on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I have a podcast page uh, for the Art of Emergency Nursing on Instagram at Art of Emergency Nursing. And, um, yeah, those are probably the two big places I am. I'm on Twitter a, a little, but not much. Um, Instagram and Facebook are probably a better place to find me. Yeah,
0: your Art of Emergency yeah. Nursing podcast is fantastic. I've listened to quite a few of them, so highly well, recommend those.
2: Well, you were, you were on one. We got to talk about the <laughs> Advantage program, which was so much fun.
0: That was
2: fun. Uh, I've, I've gotten to share that podcast with with nursing students all over the place where I'm like, hey, like, hey I want to be an ER nurse. What do I do? I'm like, Go check out. Adv- the Advantage program.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. We we are we think that program really helps people. So it's uh, it's fun to do that podcast with you.
2: Yeah, yeah. We one one of the themes that always kind of comes through in the the podcast is is you know the things that I am really passionate about. You know, telling people get involved in a professional organization and get certified. Um, one of my most popular episodes was uh, was me and Pam Bartley talking about certification. Yep,
0: and, I've heard and, one.
2: Yeah, and it was, uh, boy, it's, it's gotten a lot of people hopefully excited about getting certified. And I think it's important to be certified, so.
0: It is, and that professional organization and that certification really go hand in hand, so I hope yeah. people really focus on both
2: of those. They really do. They really do, and those are, two, those are kind of the, the two things that are kind of always my theme when, when someone says, well, what, what, what message would you want to tell new nurses? And I'm like, oh, that's two of them, and then you know, just get involved and be an active, be an active participant in your education, so
0: absolutely very good. Okay, so our audience now knows where to find you, Mark. I'm gonna let you take it from here.
1: All right, I got one more for you under my right. favorite stuff. So, you make t shirts with sayings. Any favorite t shirt with saying,
0: gosh? Um,
2: I do a lot for the, the podcast, um, and and then I have a, a couple, um, kind of vaccinated uh, t shirts, which are kind of fun to. They're they're a little naughty, but they're kind of fun to to wear out in public and and uh, let people know how I feel like COVID nineteen. Um, I I like a little bit of a snarky shirt, and then I can wear a snarky shirt and then put my scrub top over it. You'll never know that I'm actually being kind of snarky underneath my scrubs. <laughs> this one's this one's actually uh, uh yeah, the one I'm wearing now is actually from a uh, a nurse entrepreneur who's an ER nurse. She made these really cool. Um, COVID 19 shirts, which are cool. And the coolest part, I just love the little
0: oh, band aid cool. on, you on, on your arm where your shot would have been.
2: Yeah, and that's so I, I was cute. like, I was like, that's brilliant. I wish I would have thought of that. That's that, that is cool. The a band
1: aid on the arm. Yeah, that's good. And especially for a podcast
2: people. Look at it, everybody. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. Oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, no, you can't see it. Never mind. <laughs> We'll yeah. take a picture. We'll put, we'll put a, I'll put a picture no, on the I think I'm it's on
0: your Facebook page, isn't it? Didn't you put it, it on there? It probably
2: it? is. It well, probably is on my Facebook page. I think I. I think when I got the shirt, I was so excited about it. I probably did put it on Facebook.
1: There we it's go. A reason to, to see go see his Facebook page, Kevin's. Yes. Right. Again, thank you so much for sharing your time, your stories. This was great. We appreciate it.
2: Mark, Janie, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I love your organization. Love you guys. Love the podcast.
0: Thank you. Thank we you. We having you.
2: Thanks so much.
1: And to all of our listeners, we hope you will stay tuned as we continue on with BCN and Friends and bring in new and meaningful content and perspectives. If you have a suggestion for an episode, please email us at bcen at org. I'm Mark Eggers here with Janie Shoemaker. And on behalf of the entire BCN team, we thank and celebrate you for all that you are doing as professional nurses across the emergency spectrum. Until next time.